With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Steeler fans. Welcome to the question and answer show. I don't know. I almost said. I almost said my. Uh, I almost said the curtain call. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Sunday night Q and A at behind the steel curtain. Uh, I get to host this week. I have no clue what I'm doing. Apparently, and with me is Big Bro Sco. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, Big Bear's Go is in the scramble mode right now. Uh, we got going a little late because I'm having all kinds of technical issues um, due to having to fall back on a very old laptop right now. <laughs> so you're actually you're on the laptop. I actually made it around to my daughter's old HP laptop. Oh, my goodness. That was, believe it or not, it was my initial laptop when I started doing some of these some of the shows on BTSC with Dave back in the day oh my yep. goodness so let me let me start off we have just ended before we start the show obviously if you are listening to this show we're here to answer your questions so if you have questions about what's going on anything for Big Brosco and myself go ahead and shoot them in the shoot them in the chat um I'm gonna start things off I'm gonna ask you Rich, what have you? What are? What is your big takeaway? What did you learn from Steelers minicamp? Uh, okay, M- minicamp. Uh, what did we learn? We learned that the you know the Steelers have some players, 
And uh, we, we learned that, uh, let's see, if you want to get technical, what we learned, I think uh, Jeff Hartman would say we learned that Kenny Pickett's hands look extra small when they put those big blobby helmets on. That's true. And, um, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's the biggest things we probably learned. Oh, yeah, come on, man. You haven't already figured out who's going to be the starting quarterback? Um, it, it, <laughs> they all threw yep. a ball. They all threw it. Yes, they like can all throw the ball. Times. Yeah. Many can. All three of them threw the ball. You're, yes. you're not well, ready to choose one yet? No. Are you? <laughs> no. Our fans? No, fans are. I'm, I'm sure we have some folks out there in the live chat tonight who are already – Set I was looking through those. I was looking better. through some of the videos and the highlights from those from those uh, practices, and man, they all threw the ball well. Like when no one was hitting them, no one's under pressure. There's no offensive line, no defensive line. They're just they did pretty well. They're throwing the ball pretty good. Yeah, you know, a lot of guys. You know, I mean, Jeffrey, we we might look pretty good out there in those big blobby helmets, throwing the ball around in shorts. I no, mean, who knows? Me. Yeah, I probably <laughs> wouldn't either. <laughs> Not um, me. Uh, but, you know, know what? I could do those. I could do the uh, the offensive line drills where they just kind of like they're just moving their hands at each other. Yeah, no one's actually pushing each other. I, I might look. I would look significantly better than I really am at blocking on those drills, <laughs> as long as they don't actually, you know, push back. If I'm push, if I just put moving my hands around, I, I I would look pretty good. We do have some questions here. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. Everyone wants to know any news about the Minka contract talks. Rich, you heard anything? Uh, no, I, I've not heard anything other than, you know, I, I'd put it this way. Um, I'd say that the, there's talks ongoing. You know, Minka, Minka was there and participated in minicamp and, and everything. Um, so I'm not too worried. I expect this to go down this summer, kind of like it. I, I really expect it will end up going down, kind of like it did with TJ Watt last summer. Yeah, yeah. They're, I, in my opinion, they've probably told Minka, like, "Look, yeah, we'll get this figured out. Right now, worry about this. We'll get it done." And if you're Minka Fitzpatrick, you have that example. They did it with TJ yes. Watt. TJ Watt practiced. He got signed. That's how the Steelers do it. Now, there's another player who's up next year. Deontay Johnson, I'm going to add on to this and say, do you think Deontay Johnson gets a contract this year? We both think Minka gets it. Do you think Deontay Johnson gets one this year? You know, I'm not sure. And actually, if I was if I was Deontay Johnson, I wouldn't worry about it quite as much this year. Uh, it would be nice, but he may be better off waiting through this season into next season because the Steelers will have um, in some ways potentially more freed up, you know, like right now they're limited on what they could do money wise. Yeah. He's got a better chance if he wants a little more money to maybe go ahead and play it out and wait and work on this next spring. I, I also, I agree with you. I'm going to add another reason to that is he made the pro bowl, but I don't think most NFL evaluators are looking at his last season and saying, we know this guy. We know what he can do on our offense. They saw what he could do when Ben Roethlisberger was feeding him the ball and he was second in the NFL in targets in an offense that was terrible and couldn't throw the ball down the field. But he's got a lot of opportunity to show 
that he can be a number one receiver to show that he can be that guy. I don't think other teams are going to bite on, you know, look what he did this year. He's a big time player and and the Steelers aren't going to do it either. In my opinion, let's get to another one here. I saw one I wanted to cover right here. Yep. Are you surprised Kendrick green isn't competing for center and who do you think will win the left guard position green or Dotson? Now, I haven't seen that Kendrick Green was not competing at all at center or anything like that, but I have read quite a few things about him and Dotson in an open competition for guard. What do you think is going on there? Do you think do you think the Steelers are you know making a mistake here, letting him compete for guard and not focusing on center? Um, I don't know that the Steelers are making a mistake. Uh, honestly, I think what it is is they're giving Green the potential to show what he can do someplace besides center. Yeah. You know, I would say he's in a competition for both of those positions, honestly. Um, I think I have to agree with you, but I, I think that kind of, to me, says they don't view him as the starting center. To me, that, I, that kind of like leans into that kind of territory. Yes, I would agree as well. I think he, I think he's competing. So, um, now in terms of who do I think is, you know, who's going to be the left guard, Green or Dotson? I'd like to say Dotson, but, you know, Green will push him hard. And if Dotson's not up to the challenge, you know, could Green overtake him? Potentially, yeah. I'm sorry. I had my, sorry, I had my microphone muted. Um, I, I'm going to say, I think if if the the Green-Dotson discussion has a lot to do with how the Steelers want to run this offense, because if you want powerful inside running, you almost have to go with Dotson. You're not getting that from Green. We saw that last year, whereas Green is much more mobile, much better at outside zone. So there's, there's a lot that plays into a Green versus Dotson uh, competition. Let's look at another question here. Here we go. This one, this one's asking for a hot take right here. Benjamin Bennett on Facebook asks, will Kenny Pickett be the Steelers' starting quarterback? Prediction time. Um, oh, where is my brother when I need him? Because he, he's going to love this answer. Okay. Um, yes, he is going to be the starting quarterback. What they didn't ask is, game one of this season? <laughs> yeah. So at some point yeah. in time, yes, Kenny Pickett will be the Steelers' starting quarterback. I do not know if it will be for game one of this season. So I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards I, I think Trubisky's going to be your game one guy. And the reason I'm saying that is I don't think Kenny Pickett can win the starting quarterback job in the preseason or even in camp at his rookie season. He's He's got to learn a lot. He's got to grow a lot. He's got to adapt to NFL windows. You can't show that before week one so if you commit to this guy week one he he can't even show you that he's ready to be that guy until the game starts and I think when you have a guy like like a Mitch Trubisky who is an NFL starter he you know we can debate how good of an NFL starter is but he is an NFL starter you know he can be that guy I I don't think the Steelers are gonna put Kenny Pickett in there week one but I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on at some point I think I think at some point in his rookie season he's starting. Uh, the opportunity is definitely there. The other thing is, if everybody needs to remember, 
is that, you know, um, Ben Roethlisberger was picked 11th overall, and he didn't start game one of his rookie season. Nope. So. No, that, yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, Tommy Maddox, Mitch Trubisky, I, that's not a bad comparison. They're not that yeah. different. You look at their numbers, you look at the style of play, so that they're not that different uh, in level quality of starter there. Okay. Um, well, here's a good one. You get to guess the six wide receivers that will make the roster. This is from Reginald Rivers on YouTube. Name me the six wide receivers that will make this roster. I think we got four. Four are, are probably pretty easy. Yeah, I was going to say four easy ones. Okay, go ahead and give the four easy ones. Deontay Johnson, yep. Chase Claypool, yep. uh, George Pickens, Calvin Austin the third. Correct. Yeah, none of those guys are going to make it. Behind them, you've got Gunnar Olszewski. You've got Miles Boykin. You've got Cody White. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is on this roster? Let me look it up real quick. Anyone I'm missing that's important? Anthony Miller, who played yes. his who played Trubisky with Trubisky in Chicago. In Chicago. Tyler Vaughns, Tyler Sneed, the Tyler boys. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. I, I really think you're you're taking those next four that you said that are fighting it out for two spots, really. Yeah. And then then maybe a couple to the practice squad. Uh so you want you want you want to make a wild prediction? Oh, there's also Steven Sims. I don't I, even know who that is. He's on my, the roster. The first wild prediction, I I think Gunner makes the team. Makes the roster. What do you there? Um your last spot, you go Miles Boykin, Anthony Miller, Cody White, whose dad is now part of the organization. Yeah, that 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 plays. Believe it or not, that's got to play in there somehow. Um, really? No, no, I say that he is. Uh, what is he? He's in charge. He's one of the guys for pro scouting. He's one of the head guys yes. for pro scouting. So if they're going to steal someone off of another team's roster to take Cody White's spot, it would be his dad <laughs> making the suggestion. His dad would be like, look at the film. We got to cut my son, right? Like that's I, – I think Cody White is at least fully safe on the practice squad. Yeah, I would I would think so. Um, I would like to say that number six would be Anthony Miller, partly because I'd like to see him rekindle that connection that he had with Trubisky when they were mm-hmm. both in Chicago. Yeah, I think I think he could he – could, I was going to say I think he could really add something, but with the four we have from the draft and everything and the other targets, man, I don't, I don't even know if you have much opportunity. I mean, obviously, somebody's going to miss a game. Somebody's going to get hurt somewhere. You're going to have opportunity, but I don't know yep. how much. So I would, I'm going to go with you, too. I'm going to go uh, Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, Austin the third, Gunnar Olszewski, and uh, Boykin, Miles Boykin. I'm going okay. to go with those six. All right. Let's that was a good see. question to really make me think a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Todd, I, I, I'm going to try your last name. Uh, Todd on Facebook asks, who is the number two running back? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Todd. Inquiring minds would like to know. I, this. I, I'd like to ask you, Todd, who's the number two running back? Because right <laughs> now I don't have an answer for you. I, I don't. I'm going to tell, tell you my safest 
my safest running back behind Najee Harris is Benny Snell. And that's because he's turned into a really good special team player. Yes. He is a really good. So he's going to be active. He's going to be on the roster, in my opinion, whether second or third, wherever he ends up, he's a guy who's going to make this roster and he's going to play on special teams. So he's going to be active. So he's probably my favorite. Anthony McFarland isn't doing anything on special teams. None of these other guys are like, I, I think it's still probably Benny Snell at this moment. Unless, I mean, what, like Mateo Durant, Jalen Warren, some guy, like one of those guys turns up and just absolutely balls out and, and, and takes that spot. But to me right now, it's Benny Snell. Yeah, I'm probably with you on that. Um, it, it probably is at this moment. Um, things could change as we go through camp in the preseason, but right now it, you got to say Snell. Oh, I, I got to go to this next one here. I got to go to this next one. Brian Brown on YouTube. If Trubisky lights it up and really starts playing at an all pro level. Okay. That's, that's making the sides are easy at an all pro level. What do the Steelers do? And I mean like all year, if he lights it up, I'm guessing at the end of this season, you've got Mitchell Trubisky playing, could be like in the discussion for an all pro spot at quarterback. Kenny Pickett backing him up. What do you think the Steelers would do? Um, probably throw a party. That's what I'd do if I were the Steelers. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Because Super Bowl that's, party? Yeah, Super because, Bowl party? Just some, because the Steelers would be like, man, aren't we lucky? Look at that. It's yeah. like, that, that would be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful problem to have. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to back that off because if, if – I'm sorry, but if this team has all-pro quality play at quarterback, that probably means the offensive line isn't absolutely terrible. And if this defense holds up, that's a Super Bowl team right there. I'm just going to say it straight out. If, if you would have taken last year's team, you know, have the defensive line be healthy and, and have Ben Roethlisberger be – five years younger than he was with before his arm surgery. That's a team that has a shot at competing for the Super Bowl. Yes. I mean, that team was, that team had the worst run defense in the NFL. The offensive line was a nightmare and their quarterback couldn't throw the ball and they made the playoffs. Like that's, you get all pro quality quarterback play on this team. I'm sorry. That's, that's a Super Bowl contender. Uh, They would absolutely love it. And Kenny Pickett could just sit and wait. He'd just sit. Uh, you know, there's plenty of quarterbacks that sit more than one year. Yep. If Trubisky, now, now let's 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 make this more reasonable. If Trubisky has the season, keeps a hold of the job all season, and plays well, not great, but let's say the Steelers make the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky starting, and let's say they win their first game in the playoffs, they win a playoff game, go to like they say they get the they they don't get the bye, but they're in a wild card game. They win the wild card game. They're competitive in the divisional round, but they lose that game. Let's say in that situation, where, where, where do the Steelers go next year? How would you deal with that? That's, that is the much tougher question. Yeah. Um, because you still, you still have Mitchell Trubisky under contract then for next season. Yeah. And would you then roll, you know, would you be looking at that guy that took you to the playoffs and won a playoff game and suddenly say, Hey, it's an open quarterback competition again i don't if if i was mitchell trubisky i wouldn't be real thrilled with that um 
you know, I just have a feeling though that there will be a point in time this season where Kenny, whether due to injury or something else, that Kenny Pickett's probably going to get a start somewhere. Yeah, and the question is going to be is what 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 does that look like? You know, whether it be he gets a start or maybe let's say something were to happen and because you know the Steelers will do this at some point. You know, you're in week eight or nine or ten or somewhere, and mm-hmm. and Trubisky gets. You know, has a running play and gets dinged at the end. You know, towards the end of the first quarter, we roll Pickett out there for the rest of the game. Yep. What does that yep. look like? See that, that to me, that's when you really are going to get into. Okay, you did that. What does it look like? Then, if you go on and Trubisky has a good year from there, you know, because Pickett looked eh, okay, but nothing spectacular during that time. My guess is you're probably rolling with Trubisky again. But yeah. you know, if, if, if I mean, you're situation... at least rolling into camp, you're at least rolling through yes. training camp exactly. with these guys. Yeah, and maybe like if it, if at the end of training camp, I, I don't know, like some superstar goes down and their team doesn't have a dude, and they're like, "Dude, we will like pick it or Trubisky. You pick one, we'll give you stuff for the other one. Like we will trade you for the other, whoever you don't want." Then yeah, I could see the Steelers getting rid of Trubisky and going with Pickett. Uh, yes, but definitely if if Trubisky is playing good. You stick with it. If if Kenny Pickett comes in and he's playing better than Trubisky, then you play Kenny Pickett. I, I think we get into a lot of these discussions because we try to think of like situations where it's difficult to make this choice. But in reality, 99% of the time, it, it's resolved by their play. You just yes. watch and see who plays better. Like if Trubisky's playing fine and the Steelers have a good record, let's say they're like four and two, and Trubisky sits down for a game and Kenny Pickett comes in and he's clearly better. Well, then he's going to keep playing. Like it's, it's, It'll be that simple. Yeah. You ride the hot hand. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Staying of the Steelers on YouTube. Who's the third outside linebacker? Or do you think that player isn't on the team? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's why I'm sitting here kind of racking through, going through the well, brain. I can, I can answer that one to start. I can okay, go, go ahead. Because right now, right now, in my opinion, it's it's Derek Tuska. Um, but this is this is something on, on base before I dive into this more, because I'll give you a hit. David, Dave Schofield and I were talking right before the show. And and this is probably what we're doing for the Vertex this week is going to be Derek Tuska. Uh, right now, before digging into it more than just, you know, what I've already seen of him, I'm going to go with that's a problem, and they need to have someone else. Derek Tuska is not the guy you want for your third, uh, your third outside linebacker, your number one, you know, rotational guy. Dark horse category in there, Jannard Avery, who I don't, I don't think he's an edge rusher. I don't think he's going to be that guy. He doesn't have skill sets to to rush the passer, you know, like you want from that position. So I, I'm going Derek Tuska as the guy right now, and and they need to add somebody, in my opinion. You know, I, it's funny. Is I'm similar to what you're saying there with Tus with Tuska. Tuska is a number as th- a number three. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is if your one or two goes down, he can't become your one or two. Yeah, he can't be that guy. He can't be that guy. He's a three. Yeah, 
So the problem I'd say with the with the roster right now is if one or two goes down, you don't have. The, I'm not sure you have the guy to step into that role. Yep. And there's with there being some question marks on the defensive line. Like I love what we're hearing about Labramilk. Love the stuff they're saying about Leal. But with Tuit gone, Alu Alu coming back from injury, and he's not young. Like, you don't want to sit there and say, okay, this defensive line can cover if Derek Tuska has to start, you know, two games. Yeah. This is not a defensive line that I think is set up for that. You need good edge play. Yeah. Uh, we saw that. I mean, we saw that last year. TJ Watt, the difference between him being there and him not being there was the difference between wins and losses. <laughs> All right. Oh, here's one real quick. Sure. John Funker. Off YouTube, not Mason. We were talking about uh, the quarterbacks. We did not bring up Mason Rudolph. What about Mason? Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. This is just me and my honest opinion, okay? Mason Rudolph does not finish this year as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Wow. Okay, Wow. That's that's I mean that's pretty big. Do you think he makes it into I, the season and gets traded if someone needs him, or do you think by the end yes. of training camp they're like, "Look, Mason, you're going to be on a different team." Um, no, I, I think that someone will come up with a need somewhere for quarterback, and although they may they may have you know somebody gets an injury and they may have somebody able to step in, but then need a solid backup. I expect that the Steelers would trade Mason Rudolph. Okay. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with, it. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I just, I just, I was kind of surprised you said it. All right. Uh, I'll let, I'll let you be the guy who made the hot take and I'll just be like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, here we go. Looking through a lot of, a lot of good conversation here. Um, all right. Here's another yeah. little prediction. Maurice Bryant. On Facebook, who is your camp phenomenon for this year's training camp? We every year, every year we have somebody. We pick out somebody at the end of the training camp. We we assign the we we put out the Isaac Redman Award. Yep. Uh, who is there? Anyone you have your eye on this year at training camp that you think could really, really be something? Yeah, I, I've really not put my finger on who I would think we would be given that Redmond Award to yet. Um, Anyone you're super excited to see in training camp that you think could be – not well, that you, you, you think they're, but well, – What's funny is some people will say, well, of course, but actually, believe it or not, who I'm really excited to see in training camp, not just mini camp, is Calvin Austin the third. That's who I want to see in camp. And actually, I've got the plans to head to camp for a day at some point. And actually, that day in particular, he is somebody I actually want to see because I want to, you know, I was, like I said, I was in, I was at Heinz Field. I believe you were there at the same time when they picked picked Mm him. Um, Yeah. Actually, I was getting ready to, I was getting ready to listen to Mel Blunt that day. Uh, Was standing there waiting for that to go on when they picked him. I liked the pick. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there, but I'm wanting to see him in pads and getting hit. Yeah. In camp. I, 
The and reaction, the reaction in the stadium when they picked him was very positive. It was. And I was, I was one of those people that was like, oh, so everyone else likes this kid. I, I don't I have no clue who this is. <laughs> I don't follow college football much at all. Like I even, even get into the draft. I don't that much. Uh, he was not a name I had looked up. He's not a person I had looked into. Uh, so he is one. He's one for me that stands out for preseason. Like, yeah, when they start getting, when they start doing matchups, when they start doing drills, and I want to see what he does in preseason when it's very simple and it's just, here's someone trying to make the NFL, here's you, you're trying to make it in the NFL. Go out there, very vanilla schemes, you know, beat each other. Someone wins that matchup. I want to see him and see what he can do in those situations. All right. Actually, my biggest thing is wanting to see, you know, can, can he catch a ball, take you know absorb some contact and continue to gain yards because he's really yeah. fast but he's not real big but that doesn't mean you know we've seen plenty of guys in the NFL that aren't real big be able to absorb some contact and continue to gain yards after the catch that's what i want to see yeah and that's that's the that's the big difference uh we talked about uh someone right before the show we mentioned him Justin Hunter was a guy that yes. showed up in practice, always looked good. He wasn't even small, but the minute people started hitting, he disappeared. Yep. He was gone, and you never heard from him again, and he, he never did anything in the NFL. I made a comparison. I, I want to bring this up because I made a comparison. I brought it up on Twitter that Calvin Austin III, his uh, relative athletic score uh, for all his combine numbers and everything, was incredibly similar to Tyreek Hill. And I like that's a natural comparison. They're similar size, everything. Tyreek Hill in college was a running back. He was a running back who broke tackles, had a low center of gravity, transitioned to wide receiver. But the reason he can make it in the NFL is because he's physical. He can do that. He has that speed. He has that quick, just boom, cut, and he's full speed in a different direction that you know lets him break plays. But he had that that running back side of him, that run-through tackles kind of mm-hmm. personality that allows him to succeed in the NFL, whereas the receivers, if you're not if you're not physical enough, you're not going to make it. You're just not going to make it. Here for our next question, our very own Shannon White on Facebook. Hi, Shannon. Thanks for you know tuning in. If the Steelers don't bring in a veteran run stuffer, does that signal that they are admitting that they are in a rebuild? And they're waiting to see what they have in the youngsters. That's that's a good question. If the Steelers, I mean, basically what we're saying here is if the Steelers are serious about competing this season, trying to make a playoff run with this young team, do they need to add a, a, a proven commodity on the defensive line to ensure that we don't have what we had last season with the run game? See, there's different ways you can go with it with this a little bit. I would say, well, let's see. Um, we 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 had through through what was it five or six games last year? We had the veteran run stuffer, and then he got hurt. Yeah, and it showed. Oh yeah. This year, the veteran that veteran run stuffer is back. What is mm-hmm. he? I think that's the question. Yeah. What do we get from Tyson? If we get the Tyson that we had to start last year and the previous year, I 
think we'll be okay. If we don't have that, then I think that's when it starts to open up more into Shannon's question. Yeah. I also, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for Isaiah Loudermilk. I did not realize I was looking through and I was, I was looking at his numbers. I did not realize how little he actually played last season. That, that was something that surprised me is he did not play a lot of snaps. Like I remember seeing him every game. I remember him seeing, being in on run plays, being in on stops and everything. But then you look at his snap counts and you realize he did not actually play all that much. Let me, let me see right here. I just brought it up. I, say, I, I think I remember several games where he'd have six, seven, eight snaps. <laughs> yeah. He played less than one quarter of the snaps. He played 24.7% of defensive snaps. This year he's bigger. He's been talking about his whole focus is being more versatile, being more you know prepared, and being able to play more. I think they lean very heavily on Isaiah Loudermilk. I liked what I saw last season, and I think, Shannon, I think I think the Steelers see Isaiah Loudermilk being not maybe what Tyson Alualu has been the last couple of years since since Hargrave left, but before Hargrave left, when Alualu was an outside defensive end and he was coming in and he didn't he he didn't look as good as he has this last you know couple of years. Um, but if he, if Isaiah Loudermilk can be that guy, then then they're going to be okay. They've got that. That you know they've got that guy who can who can come in shore up the run defense and and play a good amount of snaps if he does that. So I I I don't think they need to. Uh, I'm more interested to see if they feel there's an opportunity to add someone, or if they or if they're looking at this roster and saying you know what there's no reason to bring somebody in because we're just going to have to cut somebody that's probably just as good as them. Because there is a, there's a chance that we have some very decent very good depth on this Steelers defensive line. All right, looking down questions. Now, the one thing I did wonder with his question on the run stuffer, veteran run stuffer, I was actually wondering, you know, was was Shannon talking about the defensive line? I I wondered if he was still talking about inside linebacker. Yeah, looking for that run okay. stuffing inside linebacker. Yeah, looking at that, that could you could apply that both ways because the Steelers have Miles Jack and Devin Bush. Neither of those guys are run stuffers. Neither of those guys are guys you want taking on offensive line. And the guys behind them that can do that, you're looking at some younger guy. You're looking at maybe Robert Spillane, but he's not that guy. You're looking at, uh, oh, my goodness, just lost the guy they drafted, Buddy, Buddy Johnson. Johnson. And then this year, Mark Robinson. You're looking at some of those guys. Well, let's, let's answer it for that question. Let's answer that question that way. Uh, do you think they need to bring in a run stuffer at, at – a you know, inside linebacker. I don't know if the Steelers are necessarily thinking they have to, but I would also say that it wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers are keeping an eye out and thinking about it. Yeah. yeah I can see with that. Like, they're talking a lot about Devin Bush coming back. They're talking a decent bit. People have been saying Devin Bush is, is practicing – playing at the buck, being the buck linebacker, which is what he did his last year. I'm, I'm a University of Michigan fan. We were I was watching those, those seasons. His last year at Michigan, he was that guy. He was that buck linebacker. That's why his production fell off. He didn't show up as much because he was crashing holes and taking on blockers and blowing up fullbacks, doing all that stuff, which is one of the reasons teams were like, is this guy really a first-round pick? Like, 
you want a playmaker as a as you know if you're drafting this high, you want him to be a playmaker, and he wasn't a playmaker because that wasn't his job. His job was to go take on blocks and 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 occupy blockers. Uh, so we'll see if Devin Bush can be that guy, which to me to me says maybe he's never going to be the same athlete he was after his injury. Maybe he's never that same athlete again. And the Steelers are just saying, hey, this is your best shot at making it, kid. Like, you're going to have to transition and play a different style of game. And that may be. So, sorry, I just I just was looking at Shannon's question there and was thinking it could go different directions. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. I just automatically – I went in one, one direction. I had a question. I just – I lost it. Scrolled past it. Oh, here Shannon Shannon commented then said he was talking about defensive line, but also that the inside linebacker uh, works in the discussion as well because they really do for the Steelers work in tandem when it comes to stopping the run. All right. Guard. Where are we? I lost my questions. Here's one. Uh, Brian Brown on YouTube. Do you think Robinson will push for one of the starting middle linebacker spots? Really quick, I believe he's talking about Mark Robinson, the Steelers' seventh round pick at linebacker. Uh, he is the guy that was a running back. He played one season at inside linebacker for Auburn. Came in. Uh, transferred positions and won a starting inside linebacker job in the first year he was playing the position at Auburn, which, I mean, they didn't have a great season, but they're still a pretty good team. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you think he can compete for let's, – let's not go for a starting job even, but do you think – what do you think his ceiling is on this roster coming to his – joining the NFL to enter his second year playing linebacker? Um. This is where I would kind of pencil him along here. You know, I, I think he could compete to make this roster, especially, again, if he is a good special teams player. Um, but I think the Steelers would even be okay getting him to their practice squad and looking to develop him another year with the hopes that then he would be competing for one of those spots next year. Yeah, I can agree with that. I I I, it would be a very, very bad thing, in my opinion, if he was, if he somehow ended up in a competition for a starting linebacker job. That would say a lot of good things about him, and it would say a lot of bad things about everyone else in that lock in that linebacker room. That is everyone else. That, that's not good. Uh, there's no way a guy should be transitioning. And I mean, if you watch his college, he doesn't know how to cover people. He doesn't understand coverage. Right. Like and in this defense, you're going to have to understand switches and how to. You're going to have to be, you're going to have to be doing play action. There's a lot of stuff to defend, a lot of complexity that the Steeler that he's going to have to face at the NFL level and be able to handle. If if he's the guy out there, I mean that's, I I think anyone who's who's been around long enough remembers Vince Williams his rookie season, and and how bad he was, and yeah. that's Vince Williams. Vince Williams two years later was a very very different player and a and a big, big part of this team just a couple of years later, he was a, he was an asset, but that year he was bad just because he was a rookie and he was smart and he'd been playing linebacker. That transition to the NFL is just not one that's easy to make. So I, 
I don't think he can realistically, and I for certainly certainly hope. And, and I don't not think this have to get in that situation, right? I don't think the Steelers drafted him expecting that either. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's not like if he doesn't, he didn't live up to the Steelers' expectations. I don't think that ever was the Steelers' expectations. Here, here's a question. and this, this isn't really a question, but uh, while we're waiting for some other people to throw some questions in there, inside, our inside linebackers, is a comment from Vodka Drinker on YouTube, our inside linebackers stunk too. They couldn't fill holes. Jack will help tremendously. How much blame for the run game? How do you split it between – the defensive line and the linebackers for how bad the Steelers run defense was last year. I mean, it fell straight off a cliff. I think there was, there was a, to say it bluntly, there was plenty of blame to go around there. Yeah. Uh, I think you had, I think you had your inside linebackers that were expecting a certain level of play up front in front of them. And yeah. they weren't getting that, level of play and then they weren't you know the inside linebackers then weren't doing much then to try to help improve that yeah no I'll, I'll agree that they they were neither Schobert or Bush were prepared to have to take on blockers both of them were awful if an offensive lineman touched them they were out of the play it, it, it was pretty bad all right, here's a quick one we can answer there. Brian Brown is tight end Raider, still a Steeler. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is currently on the roster. He is in camp. State of the Steelers on YouTube asks, how will the loss of Brandon Hunt affect the Steelers? Rich, what's your thoughts on that? Um, People will – there will be some notice there, but I think it's more just going to be because the guy's not in the building. Um. I think the Steelers ended up with a plan for how they were wanting to move forward, and I think they're moving forward with that plan. Um, will things be a little different? Sure they will, but there are, things are going to be a little bit different anytime you shake up something to the point of, you know, hiring a new GM and turning into what's been a total restructure then. Um but honestly, I, I think a lot more folks in the organization will say that they will just miss having him as a part of the organization, as a person. Um, yeah. They will be able to fill what he was doing. You know, it might be one person or more than one person filling what he was doing for the organization. But I think the organization will miss him, the person, Brandon Hunt. Yeah. I, what I find interesting, I, and I think this is my best way of answering this question, is Brandon Hunt was kind of the second guy, right? You had Kevin Colbert, and his kind of – the guy right behind him was Brandon Hunt. Mm -hmm. Both those guys, you know, they were like one-two in that scouting department and all that stuff and, and, and evaluating talent. They're out of those roles. The top two guys evaluating talent on this team are two brand-new people. And that's going to show a change. You're going to see a difference. Uh, maybe in the, maybe you'll see a difference in in the, the caliber of players we get at different spots. Maybe you'll see, you know, there you see these guys are better at developing, you know, at evaluating a different position group, you know, and maybe our strengths will be different places. I know uh, the guy we brought from Philadelphia, 
Weidel, he is he is known for scouting and evaluating offensive linemen and defensive linemen. That's his strength, which right now that's not a bad thing to bring in. When you've got, you know, Minka and TJ Watt under contract, you've got good wide receivers already in the program. To bring in a guy whose strength is offensive and defensive line is something we could use right now, especially, you know, on this offensive line as we're building it up. Uh, so yeah, there could be some interesting things. I don't think we'll see a drastic change in the Steelers' success. I think the system is there and it works, and they're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to see if maybe this group is a little better with some uh, with uh, corner. <laughs> Evaluating and yeah, really. can corner we, talent. Can we draft a good corner? Can we can we can we get some success at corner? The the guy we actually draft would be nice. Yep. All right, uh, Demetrius. I'm, I'm again not going to try your last name. Uh, on Facebook, asks, what do you think ultimately determines the Steelers' record? Quarterback play. Or offensive lineman, the offensive line, defensive line play. What do you think will have more impact on the Steelers' season, Rich? Oh, where's Dave again? Wouldn't even need him because honestly, I'm going to turn this more into a Dave answer. Um, I, I'm not sure. I totally like the question, although I give Demetrius a lot of credit though, because he asked Dave and I on our show a lot of nights some really good questions. Um, I don't see how I can separate them. Uh, well, put it this way. I can't separate the quarterback play from the offensive line play. They're connected. Yeah. Yep. They really, they really are. If we get good offensive line play, we're going to be more likely to get good quarterback play. Yeah, and I'll, now, I'll go back to uh, – if you go back to 2021 – uh, Dave and I did stuff on it on the vertex where when Ben Roethlisberger had 2.5 seconds to throw his, his yards per attempt, his efficiency, the, the touchdowns to interceptions, all of it was substantially better. That's, that's dark horse MVP candidate, Ben Roethlisberger. When Ben Roethlisberger had to throw the ball in two seconds or less, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's just half a second made all the difference in the world and how good a quarterback Ben Roethlisberger was. So to me, to me, I got to say offensive line because that's Najee Harris. That's Matt Canada's offense. And that's the quarterback. If the quarterback is protected and able to do stuff, it's going to go better. So I'm going to personally go with offensive line. uh, And part of the reason why is there's five of them. There's one quarterback. There's five offensive linemen. I, I think the offense is determined by the offensive line this year, especially with the talent we have around the quarterback position. Yeah, if we're taking that question and breaking it kind of into three, the quarterback play, the offensive line, or the defensive line, and not grouping those two lines together, I'm with you, and it's definitely on the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, it's Offensive line is, is, is the biggest question. That's, that's the biggest chance this team has of just absolutely being a much better team is going to be offensive line play. Okay, Bart Mackey from Facebook asks, have you all heard much about Buddy Johnson? My answer is no. I've no. heard a peep about him during these practices. Uh, I've been, I've been, I follow on Twitter people who are there and talking a lot about different players and who's looked good and who hasn't. I've heard nothing about Buddy Johnson. That doesn't mean much. 
That doesn't mean much. The pads aren't on. It's, it's hard for a person whose job involves hitting people to look good when you're in shorts and you're not hitting people. Yep. Especially, especially like if you imagine a Steeler that would look super bad in a practice where you're just running around in shorts and look much better in a game, you take a guy like Vince Williams, who in practice where you're just running around and doing drill, he's not going to look the best. You get him in a game when it's time to hit people. Vince Williams looks like a totally different. Uh, let, let's go. Ba- let's go back further than that. Could 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 you see Jack Lambert at today's <laughs> mini camp? <laughs> smoking a smoking a cigarette. Yeah, probably like a, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette. Well, that's what he'd have been doing because he'd say, yeah. "Come on, guys, we're not doing anything else. I might as well smoke a cigarette and drink a beer." Yeah, none of this matters. Yeah. None of this matters. <laughs> I don't care. Like. Position coaches be like, okay, yeah, Jack, okay, you don't, okay, you don't have to do this drill. Like, you know, <laughs> it's Jack Lambert. He, he'd be like, you know what? Let me know when I can hit somebody. Yeah, and you'll see what I can do. No, I absolutely agree with that. That's that's, <laughs> that's a great thought. Oh my goodness! I'd like to see him out there with that big poofy helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack, Jack Lambert with the starting helmet on. I saw the pictures of Mike Tomlin, and I was just like, Uh, oh, my gosh. You know, I absolutely respect him for doing it. Uh, Oh, man, we we are are running a little over here on time. I wasn't paying attention to our time. Let's take – let's do do one more question, and then we'll get out. All right. Uh, Brian Brown again from YouTube. Who in the secondary gets the most picks at cornerback, Witherspoon, Wallace, or Cam Sutton? You know, I'm just kind of pulling this out of the hat right now. But honestly, I think Witherspoon has a chance that he could do it. Yeah, I'll agree with you. He's that guy. He's that. He makes. I think he just has a nose, a a nose for that. Yep. You know, not not just not just breaking up a pass. I think he has a nose for for getting his hands and on and controlling the football. So I'm going with Spoon. Yeah, he had a couple where he just stepped in front of people and bam, nabbed yeah. that ball. Just absolutely snagged it. All right. Uh we we are already over our time, so we'll we'll get out of here. But Rich, anything you want to plug for the listeners? Oh, gee whiz, other than they better be headed over to you know behind the steel curtain curtain.com, all the that one stop shop for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, because if we didn't if one of us didn't say that, I think Jeff would kill us. So um, <laughs> contractually obligated. Hey, we, we are right now, we are in, you know, Dave and I talk about it a lot. We're, we're in the dead season. I mean, it mm-hmm. is, this is the worst time from the end of mini camp until the start of training camp. It, but that does not mean that we're taking time off over at BTSC. We are still pumping out the info. Um, honestly, this is a great time of year. I think for checking out, Jeffrey, yours and Dave's Vertex. I love your guys' Vertex circles. They're, they're some of my favorite on the website. Um, they're, they're some of mine, too. I, I yeah. love it. Dave brings a Dave brings a different uh, perspective to stats than I do. And so often, like, I'll be just reading through his stats and be like, oh, wow. Okay, that though that's something I need. Or he, he'll say something in our conversation about the Vertex that'll change how I even think about looking at the film. And so it, yeah. it's always neat to me because I get a little bit of different uh, perspective to start my film room to start my film work. So I always enjoy it a lot. I love that just because it's, it's breaking down both the numbers and the film and trying to show and how they match and mesh together. 
And, you know, th- those articles, to me, they're good during the season. Yes, but you can, you guys are continuing to pop out really good stuff on that even during this real downtime, you know, of the year when it comes to Steeler football. Um, you know, and it, on the podcast side, I'm going to tell everybody, you know, besides our live shows, they, you know, if you're not checking out Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride, mm-hmm. um, you need to start doing that because um, – I, again, I, I like his shows. Um, be part of that ride or die crew, and uh, and, and hop over there and, and start start picking up on those. You know, we're going to keep doing what we can do uh, until you know training camp gets here, and then it gets more fun. Yeah, then but, it gets more fun. It does yeah, get a more lot fun. more fun. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I can't really follow that up. Check. Stay tuned for all the stuff on behind the steel curtain. You brought up the vertex. Stay tuned for that uh, coming up next coming week. Uh, my show from the cutting room floor drops on Tuesday. Uh, so, so check out that. Um, but other than that, hey, ha, you know, as we always say here, I say, we say a lot of things, but all my signups always, uh, everyone, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for your questions. We had a great discussion today. Everyone have a great week. And as always, let's go Steelers. Can't wait. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChompaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.